and welcome back to Living Life in My 30s. I'm really happy you could join me back for another episode. This episode is called Body Change and it's about changing weight, size, shape over the years and what you can expect and how you can help yourself. Remember, I'm not a dietitian. I'm just talking about my experiences and what you can do to help your own health moving forward. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and please listen away. great to start this episode with a bit of a timeline and pretty much since day dot as far as I can remember really I was such an active child I used to play stuck in the mud up until I think 10 years old and I don't think nowadays you would ever get kids doing that because it's not very cool but I certainly remember running around being very very fit as a kid and Actually, I started Taekwondo. I started Taekwondo at the age of 12 and then I did county rugby and at the time my dad was also training for a triathlon so I used to go swimming with him three times a week. So you can imagine, I was quite fit, I was quite athletic and for someone who was five foot one, who still is five foot one, I had a washboard stomach, I was very petite but no one would come near me because they knew that actually I had a lot of energy in me and I had the physique to be able to hold myself and actually funnily enough even nowadays I get a muscle memory on my arms so I get a bit worried about getting huge biceps (laughs) which thankfully I don't have at the moment but maybe one day and not just physical health I remember my body health and the way I was I was I was very athletic yes but my body health wasn't actually that great and I was diagnosed with asthma at the age of 10 so when I was it was actually during a game of stuck in the mud and I realized I couldn't breathe and got rushed to the A&E and apparently one of my lungs wasn't working and I actually had pneumonia and diagnosed with asthma all in the same day and I had quite a substantial hospital trip in order to get me back back up and running and the other thing I had which I know well I don't I I don't remember anyone else getting this growing up and I've never spoken to anyone who's had the same problem but when I was going through puberty once a month I would get a migraine but it wasn't just a migraine headache it was the migraine with aura so for those of you who've never had one I would get squiggly eyes squiggly flashy eyes and it meant that I couldn't see and that would last for about an hour and I'd have to go home I had a piercing headache and then I was always sick and vomiting you can imagine once a month for what five years of my life It was hell. It was absolutely hell. It was just a horrific thing to go through. 
So what I'm trying to say is whilst I had the physical form, my body, my internal health was not as it should have been. And I think for other people out there, it might have been the reverse. So, you know, you might have got a little bit of chub. <laughs> Excuse the phrase. You might have got a little bit of extra puppy weight. And maybe at school things were a bit tougher because, you know, people did take the mick out of you a little bit. Or, you know, if you, I don't know, you, you had bad acne or you had greasy hair, those kind of things, those other things that people take note of when you're younger. And now, when you look at yourself and you might go, yeah, I had those things, but I had a good set of physical health attributes to weigh with it. And actually, in hindsight, you know, that acne I had when I was a kid doesn't affect me now. So, yeah, when I look back on my youth, it's a bit of a mixture. And certainly it started to change when I went to university, of course. So when I went to university, I started drinking and eating loads of peanut butter. I absolutely loved the stuff. I... I think I, there was at one point I ate about five slices every day, which is ridiculous. Five slices every day. I mean, who did I think I was? I don't know, a squirrel? But yeah, I put on a lot of weight and I, kept, I remember coming home to my mum and saying, Mum, do you think I've put on weight? And she goes, yes. <laughs> it was as blunt as that. Which, to be fair, when I went back to uni after that, I did go to the gym and try and lose the weight, so thankfully it was no bad thing. And then post that, because you have to bear in mind, you don't have much money at university, do you? So you are pretty much buying your Tesco's own slices of bread, your peanut butter, whatever you can find basically that's in the Tesco extra aisle, or Tesco value now it is. And... It's only when you start to earn a bit of money that actually, you know, makes a big difference and you start in your working professional life that you can, you know, buy healthier things, make healthier, more educated choices. And actually, for me, it was a bit delayed because I ended up living in London and in London, I lived in a studio flat. I started on a terrible, terrible salary. It was awful. And looking back, I should have never taken it. Because I ended up, well, I wouldn't be here today. So I take that back. But I lived in this tiny, tiny studio. And had barely any money to do anything. And actually, it was quite a lonely year and a half I was there. Because I, well, I didn't have any money to socialise. And I lived in a new city, I wanted to eat well, but I essentially couldn't afford it. And actually, one of the saving graces I had was that my one luxury a month was to pay for the gym. And the gym was a posh one, so it was a, it was a good one. It had a sauna, steam room, swimming pool, it had the works. So at the end of the day, when I got home, and it was only a five-minute walk down the road, if I couldn't do anything, I would just go to the gym as my luxury, which sounds crazy, 
going to the gym for luxury, but I really did. And actually it had such a huge impact on my physical health because I was there all the time, it was my sanctuary. And because I wasn't socializing drinking, I didn't put on as much weight as I probably would like would have done or should have done because despite everything, I didn't have the money to afford really healthy dinners. You know, adding those extra vegetables in, I was going really cheap. And there was one time when I was working at my job and I remember I had six pounds, six pounds to last me two weeks. And money was so tight that the only thing I could eat was a bread roll and some spaghetti hoops from Lidl. They were 15p, I think. And the roll was 30p. I remember that very clearly. So that was my lunch every day. And then when I got home, I think I had some spaghetti and butter or something like that. And just made sure the money stretched out that long. Thankfully... Life has changed quite a lot, so I'm very happy to report that I don't have those concerns so much anymore, and actually it's kind of gone in reverse in the sense that I'm, I'm in a comfortable position, so I'm so lazy to go to the gym, I've taken it completely for granted. I don't think I could take it more for granted if I tried. You know, I've got a fantastic job where they've given me a gym pass. I've got a gym pass and I still refuse to go to the gym. There's just no excuse. And my body shape, so, you know, 29 years old, I've been through uni, started my working professional life starting to get in the flow of things. I'm cooling down on the drinking all the time, although I still love a little bit of a binge. And my body shape is not exactly skinny, but it's not huge either. I'm that awkward in-between size. That awkward where I don't look like Love Island. I definitely don't fit in that box. But then I'm not also 25 stone, not that there's anything wrong with that apart from your health issues, but you know what I mean. It's, you know, an awkward stage of life and I don't know how to motivate myself. I have no control over my body and my motivation currently. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm finding it so hard to get myself up and going. In COVID, I actually exercised for one hour a day because I had, I was on furlough. And being on furlough was incredible for me. And one of the things I thought was, well, I don't want to come out of COVID fat. And I did so much exercise and I got really skinny and then basically came out of COVID and went, oh, I'm just going to relax now which was the worst thing I should have ever done. Because now I'm in this couch potato state mentality and I don't know how to get over it. So that's the next thing I kind of want to talk about really, is how do we motivate ourselves? 
So how do we look after our both physical and our bodily functional health at the same time? Because on appearances, I look normal. I don't think I look obese, but actually inside, there must be a lot of fat going on. There's got to be a lot of carbs and grossness floating about my body. And actually a doctor would say, Zoe, you need to do some exercise, which I definitely should do. But when when I was struggling through COVID, the thing I focused on a lot was that goal, that drive, I do not want to be fat. And I know a lot of people get really motivated by that. If they've got a goal, like a wedding, or if you've got an event coming up, or if you've got someone competing against you, then you can use that as your base. But for me, it's it's about more than that. It's about more than that, because it's not just about physical exercise, it's about eating healthily. And something that I am proud of is that I order a veg box, I get a veg box every week, and within that veg box I'm able to concoct multiple different recipes and I know that they're healthy because I'm creating them from scratch. And some people will be saying, but I don't have time for that. I don't have time to make things from scratch. Which is fair enough. And I'm in a very fortunate position. I work from home and I am. But that doesn't mean that you can't make quick healthy dinners. For example, a wok. A wok is a really good thing. Even a basic salad. You know, even if you have to cheat a little bit and get one from the supermarket, you can make quick and easy choices that don't entail a lot of cooking. And something that a lot of people do is batch cooking throughout the week. So doing huge bulk batches of food that you put in your freezer and then are able to have during the week which is also a good option. And it's not just that. And something I'm terribly guilty for is not drinking enough water. I am awful for that. And actually, one thing I have at the moment, it's a little bit weird. I'd never heard of it before, but I get what's called a cognitive... No. It's called an ocular... Not cognitive. An ocular migraine. So I'm do- whenever I do exercise now, really intense exercise, I get a migraine afterwards. So I lose my vision, as I was talking about earlier. But that's the only symptom I get. I should probably go to the doctors about that. And I will. But yeah, I get that symptom after doing some heavy-duty exercise. And I've had a little bit of a hack recently that I would like to share with everyone. And again, it won't be feasible for a lot of people, but I think there are alternatives if you can't, is I've actually signed up to a personal trainer, and yeah, it's expensive, (laughs) full stop. It's expensive and it's not something everyone can afford. But if you can, it's a brilliant way to motivate yourself to get you in the zone, to make sure you're actually doing the exercise. 
how many people turn up to the gym and don't actually do what they intend or don't go as hard as if they had someone watching them. I know I'm hugely guilty of that. I turned up to the gym for 10 minutes and walked, walked out or turned up, sat down in the changing room and walked out. I've done that many a time. But with a personal trainer, you are encouraged to do it, you are forced to do it, and it's such a great way of getting the metabolism going, getting your energy flowing, and yeah, forcing forcing your 100% energy when you're in that zone. And one of the things I wanted to say that is an option to those who possibly can't put that in their budget is a friend, having a friend with you is an amazing opportunity to encourage each other to be beat each other and encourage each other to do well but also be that slight bit of competition to help each other get their fitness levels up to scratch so it's not just about doing these fitness exercises and eating healthfully it's also about having a good mental state right Having a good mental state is absolutely essential from for when you want to get your body weight size in order. I know I find it almost impossible to get myself out of bed if I'm having a bit of a down period. I need to just get up and refresh myself, get going, but I need to be able to be in that state to motivate myself to do that. And it's easier said than done. As we know, mental health is a huge topic for consideration for everyone. There's about a quarter of the population suffer with mental health problems, I think I read. Don't quote me on that. And we need to remember that, you know, some people do find it more difficult than others. And there are ways you can try and help it, but Ultimately, you know, I don't want to give that advice because I'm not a professional. But I know things that can help me, and that's talking to people, constantly seeing people, because even that activity towards seeing people is not only motivating my health, but it's also motivating my mind. I think with, with all this talking about mental health and physical health, there is something really important to reflect on as well. And that is that we should only be caring about our own. <laughs> you know, we unfortunately live in a society where we have Love Island, like I mentioned before. We have models, everything around size 6 models. Although now we are fortunately getting plus size models, which is thankfully a really good thing. But we are always comparing ourselves to, to celebrities and people who are un, have re, unrealistic expectations. And we need to remember that our body shape is actually something that we can only control our own. And we shouldn't push it beyond its limitations. So, you know, someone else might have the same height, same shape but they're always going to be two stone heavier. I, I weigh quite heavy for my height. And, you know, I don't think I look ridiculous. It's just the way I am. But if I was to lose that two stone and compare myself to the other person, then I would look awful, whereas they look normal. 
because that's just the way they are. And we have things like BMIs that are guidelines and we can take a look at those but ultimately it's about how you feel, how you look and as long as your physical health and mental health aren't at risk then it's okay. But the main point being is that stop looking at other people, just focus on yourself. So as sort of a final summary for this episode, it was kind of a reflection really on how your body changes so much, right? Your body changes ridiculously throughout your lifetime. And it's about riding with the ebbs and flows and having realistic expectations for the future and what you think you can sustainably manage from your body. I think for me, my realistic goal is to have, I want to have curves. I want to have curves. I'm definitely going to go for Botox at some point, but that's not the point. That's like more of a physical appearance thing. But I want to have curves. I preferably want to reduce the muffin top. Muffin top quite, yeah, as long as that's smaller. But if I have children again, that will probably change again. And otherwise, I just want to continue eating healthy, feeling healthy. Eating healthy meals makes me feel good. And when I feel good, I'm able to do good stuff. So people out there, please do not compare yourself to anyone else. Do what makes you feel healthy in your mind and your body. And your outward appearance will reflect the health that you input and exert. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. If you did enjoy it, please do send me some feedback to livinglifeinmy30s at gmail.com. Thanks again.